Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Joe's Weather World, your only weather podcast dedicated to Kansas City. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another edition as we finish off 2019 of Joe's Weather World, a podcast devoted to all things weather and a few other things, climate, science, stuff like that. And we want to thank you so much for listening in, listening all year long. We've already got plans for our next podcast, which will actually be posted, I believe, in early January, first couple of days of January. Michelle and I, Michelle Bogowith, and I are going to do a year in review and looking at some of the uh, top weather stories for Kansas City, at least, over the past year or so. And we've got a lot to talk about with her. She's in the process now, as a matter of fact, of putting together a story that we'll be sharing with you here on Fox 4 sometime in the next about uh, seven or ten days. So look for that. Our guest for today, though, joining me in Joe's Weather World. And by the way, I should mention that if you don't know what Joe's Weather World is, this is a world where everybody gets the weather they want. That's right. It's a fantasy world. Uh, I get my <laughs> snowstorms. I get my 70-degree golf days, and it's all good. Okay, so everybody gets the weather they want. If you hate snow, you get that weather. If you love snow, you get that weather. And I wanted to introduce our guest for today, and he's our newest member of the Fox 4 weather team, Alex Con- uh, County. Thank you, Alex. Thank Welcome you. aboard. Thank you for having me here. It's- so Alex now brings our staff for the first time uh, since I've been here, and I've been here now 25 years. For the first time since I've been here, now we are up to five full-time meteorologists, the largest staff in Kansas City. Yeah. And uh, we're just thrilled with that. So, Alex, welcome aboard. I, I know you. you're excited, right? I'm so excited. I've already uh, been doing a couple of noon shows and just Good. get my feet wet, and uh, I'm ready to do some more. So I wanted to uh, kind of introduce our viewers, listeners to the podcast uh, to Alex, kind of give you an idea what makes Alex tick when it comes to weather and stuff like that. And uh, so we're going to start with Alex it's almost like you're you're lying on a couch. We're, we're doing a little examination here. We're trying yeah. to figure you, figure you out. Um, so, Alex, first of all, and most importantly, because I love this, uh, where are you from? I am from Kansas City, Missouri. See, that's why I love from, it. From right here, yeah. So I was telling uh, somebody up above us uh, the other day that I just think, and I don't know if you've thought about it all that much. You probably have. I just think that when... You can literally come home and get to do the weather in the town that you grew up in. Yeah. I just think that's cool beans. And, you know, that was was the dream. Uh That was honestly the dream for me. Uh, When I wanted, when I first discovered that I wanted to do weather, that I wanted to do broadcast meteorology, I'm like, you know what? It'd be pretty cool to do it at home for my mom and dad to wake up, turn on the TV, go to whatever channel it may be, Fox 4 in this case, and they see my face. 
giving them the weather forecast for the day. And I just thought that was the coolest thing ever. I've seen you do it. I've seen Brian Busby do it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I just, that would be the coolest thing ever for my, not only with my family, but my friends that are still here. They've been oh, texting so they me like crazy. <laughs> yeah. And it started back in college, but now it's even more so, about 10 times more uh, now that I'm back here. So it's, it's awesome to do. All right. Yeah. So let's go back uh, even further. And yeah. I always like to ask my guests, especially those who are connected to weather, uh, what what was the for me it was snow yeah what was the initial thing with you that kind of you know what that might be kind of cool to do what was was there any one thing was it a, a series of things what was it? well really it all started back in the early 2000s I think we we're talking about this last week when okay. we had that ice storm uh, oh, around yes, the, yes, yes, the yes, January yes. Yep. time frame January February like 2002 I want to say something like that uh, and this was when I was a real little kid, so I didn't really know much. Okay. Didn't really know what ice could do, how dangerous it was. And uh, obviously, it was a very crippling amount of ice. In our house, uh, we lost power for about five to seven days. So that was obviously a very, a very big problem. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. And uh, never gone. Never gone back since. <laughs> never, <laughs> never. Did you ever consider, okay. as you were kind of growing up, got, got into college and stuff like that, yeah. did you ever consider... What about something else? Uh, (laughs) Once the once the calculus classes hit, once the physics classes hit, you're like, you know what? I could do something else (laughs) so much easier. So much easier, right? And I could be spending a lot less time here in the library than I am right now. But you know, I always just knew that, you know, Alex, you you wanted to to do this for a long time. You had a goal. You got to go out and you got to do it. Good for you. And and here I am. So for me, and, and I've, I think I've told this story before. I know I've told it to others. Mm-hmm. Um, I was the same way. I, yeah. I, I grew up and I, for me, it was third grade. I just knew it then. Yeah. And um, got to intern at, at TV station in New York City growing up. And so I knew this was it. But getting into college, uh, knowing that, okay, here we go. Uh, but just like you, the math and the physics and the calculus, yeah. the calculus. Oh, my gosh, the calculus. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, I, I'm proud to say it took me a couple of Calc 2 classes, yeah. one in summer school, to plod through. Because mm-hmm. when you're, what people don't know is you have to, at least for us when I was in school, you had to get a certain grade. I think it was like a, a, a C or better. You couldn't fail. Right. Um, to move on to the next level. Yeah, that's exactly right. And that was a struggle. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, it was it was dicey. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> it was dicey <laughs> early on. Luckily for me, though, I had uh, engineers for roommates. Oh. And they were all a couple steps ahead of me. So uh, free tutors helped quite a bit. <laughs> I had a uh, pre-med student, and he could tell me why I was getting an ulcer. about this whole process. It wasn't very helpful at all. (laughs) Not very helpful at all. All right, so uh, where did you go to school? Uh, I went to Mizzou for college. Uh, You know, did my degree in about four years. And then after that, went to South Bend, Indiana, where I was at the ABC station there for about two and a half. And then then here in Kansas City. Here I am. So we have, and I talked to uh, a large number of folks and there are a large number of folks within the TV world that have gone to Mizzou. Gary yep. uh, Frank went to Mizzou. Michelle Bogowith went to Mizzou. What is it about Mizzou? And I went to St. Louis University, and I don't even think I, from New York, I even don't even think Mizzou was on my radar back then. Uh, but what is it about Mizzou that you think draws 
a lot of kids to their program? That's a good question. Uh, well, first of all, when I went on my school visit, uh, obviously Mizzou was in the, in the front running there just because it was closer close. to home. In-state tuition is very nice. Yep. That is fantastic. Uh, but it was really just the program. I like the size of it, the physical size, the number of students there were. It wasn't too big. It wasn't Oklahoma and Penn State and Iowa State. Those are all great meteorology right. schools. But I felt like I would have been overwhelmed, especially as a college freshman. You're in a new environment, new state in those situations, and you get a little bit shell-shocked. Mm -hmm. So I like the fact that it was only 90 students as opposed to 250 and it wasn't too small. I also visited Creighton, and that was a little bit smaller than I wanted. Uh, so it was right in that sweet spot. Uh, so that's what I first thought after my visit. Uh, but the professors there is what really sold me. There are a lot of very good professors uh, that, first of all, cared about the students. Mm -hmm. They really, 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 really wanted them to know how it all worked. Because there's obviously, you know, there's a lot of moving parts when right. it comes to weather and atmosphere and, and just meteorology in general and how it all meshes together and how it all flows from day to day. So there's a lot to keep track of, and there's a lot that is very, very confusing. And there's a lot that we still don't really know about it. Uh, so just explaining all those finer details to kind of get a more complete and more wholesome uh, view of the atmosphere that's what I really liked as well. And they were also very, very helpful if I ever had questions. I was in office hours plenty of times with those professors. How really much helped me out. did the – so did you know – like for me, it was – I kind of knew I wanted to do television, but yeah. getting that first job is really, really difficult, obviously. It is. Uh, did you know all along that TV was going to be your route uh, to go? I think so. I think so. I, the love of weather obviously set in first when I was a little kid. Then I probably got to about – seventh or eighth grade uh, and then I realized that you know there's got to be a way that I can clearly communicate that forecast to the public mm -hmm. and obviously there are ways outside of TV to do that but you know I've always watched the local news right and I felt like that was the best way to kind of get that information throughout the day okay uh, and I knew that that was probably the best avenue for me how did Mizzou train you and this is where um I'm envious because yeah. at St. Louis University, granted many, 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 many moons ago, uh, <laughs> we had no television facility. We barely had a radio facility. So we had no real way of, of, of training along those lines. Right. How did Mizzou train you for the television side of things? Well, like you said, I, I was very lucky. Uh, in Columbia, there was KOMU, the mm -hmm. embassy affiliate there, uh, owned by the university. And the J school, all the J school students work there. Uh, luckily, I was able to get a internship there through my broadcast meteorology professor, Eric Aldridge. Okay. Uh, and that's kind of how it first started. I would kind of shadow him, some of the other meteorology students that were weather casters at KOMU. And that's how I got my initial foot in the door. Uh, and that was back in 2015. I believe. Uh, and then the next school year, that's when I was working there doing the Tuesday night, 9 and 10 p.m. weathercasts. So how do they structure things? Do they give students a couple of shows every week, or how does that work? Well, when I was there, uh, you did the internship first for a semester. Then afterwards, you were uh, either allowed to continue or they kind of had to let you go in a way. Uh, luckily, I got through that first hurdle, and I was allowed to continue there. And there was only me and a couple of other interns that were allowed to stick around outside of the original 
weather staff. Okay. Uh, so we are each given one day during the week. For me, it was Tuesday uh, to do one or two newscasts, just depended on what we wanted to do. So that's kind of how I fell into that role. And then that Tuesday slot turned into Saturday afternoons and Saturday nights. I would do the six, nine, and 10. Mm-hmm. And I kind of just stuck with that throughout the rest of my college career. And did they pay you for this? Uh, towards the end. Towards the, <laughs> <laughs> towards the very end. I think it was that last semester. I'm like, oh, hey, here's minimum wage, by the right. way. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> that's great. Yeah, well, thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> kind of an so old, in a way, this thing. actually kind of works out for, for the station because they're oh, yeah. getting a, a facet of their news uh, done and not necessarily for essentially no pay. Yeah, pretty a, much. Yeah, so pretty that much works out well for them. <laughs> yeah, uh, but smart. It, but it, it it's a you know it, it, I make a joke, but it, it, it's a great way slash avenue for folks like you, right? To 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 practice to start honing your craft as exactly. opposed to not knowing what the heck you're doing. Right. Get on the air right now. Yeah, and that that's honestly the hardest part. Yeah, because you got to. You got to learn how you act in front of a camera that's comfortable to you. It's different for every person, right. uh, and that takes a lot of time. I mean, I it took me probably about a year until I was like, okay, I'm fully comfortable. I feel comfortable moving around. I feel comfortable mm-hmm. ad libbing or, you know, just going off the cuff and 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 chatting with the anchors as well. That took a lot of time to develop that kind of relationship and just kind of how it all works. So do you, do you? Uh, and since you've only been doing this now for a handful of years, mm-hmm. do you look back and you're like, oh, my gosh, I was awful? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. Uh, I remember my first weather show. I was just so quiet. I mean, I'm naturally kind of a quiet person. Right. I really had to work on my volume over the last couple of years. Um, but my first one, I was like, today is going to be 64 yeah. degrees. Yeah. Tomorrow's going to be 34. Like, you know, it's just very monotone. Uh, so, so that's gotten a lot better. And I'm still going to try to work through that kind of stuff somewhere out there on i think it's on youtube and i may have found i found a i was rooting through our basement a few months a couple of months ago and i found a a bunch of old tapes and i'm not exactly sure what's on said tapes (laughs) uh but i know they go back um and and somewhere out there on youtube is is because i like to pull it out and show it every like five years or so um, and I think I did it back in April because it was my 35th anniversary of starting out in this business. Oh, man. And, uh, well, A, I had hair. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's usually the most shocking thing of all. And uh, B, uh, growing up, I, was kinda, I, I, I think I'm, I was kind of like you in a sense. I was, I was very quiet. My mother still, to this day, says, I can't believe you're out there like you're out there. Yeah. You know, because I was very, I don't want to say withdrawn. That wasn't the case, but I wasn't very much into the public talk, you know, yeah, it sure. would freak me out a little bit. Oh like yeah. Book reports, whatever. Yep. I was not comfortable doing right. that. Public speaking that. is hard. Yeah. 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 So, uh, anyway, the root of this story is that my first show from what I remember of it, uh, aside from the hair is that, uh, my arms and hands were flying around so much, I didn't look like I was landing an aircraft carrier. <laughs> I was either nervous, and I'm Italian, and I talk with my hands anyway. And um, and I look back at, at those days, and 
they were great days, mm. I I think. Um, but yeah, holy moly! Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it, it's holy crazy. moly! It's, it's it's incredible. Yeah, and it's really cool just to see just a couple of years of change. Like I right. said, it that was back in 2015. It's 2019 now, so it really wasn't that long ago. But I think I've made good strides. Uh, and also, just my overall appearance, I think, is a lot more professional. Like back in college. It's college. Right. Uh, no you know, clothes, yeah. aside from yeah. jeans and whatever. Very basic yes. stuff. Uh, what's also, I think, what sets me apart from everybody else is that my hair was physically bigger. Um, it's still on YouTube, by the way. Like if you just nice. if you just Google Alex County YouTube, you'll find some one of my first old videos and it is it's a righteous fro. <laughs> <laughs> it's some tall hair. Nice. Uh, so you Impressive. know, I I had to cut that down, obviously. <laughs> Do a little trim. Yeah. All good. But, all you know, good. I had to do at least one video like that. So, all right. So you, you start out you, and you realize pretty much right away that, yeah, this is the right, this is my career path, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So um, how was, did you have a struggle? You're graduating now. Yeah. Uh, it's time to actually get paid. Yeah. As opposed <laughs> to minimum wage. That's good. Uh, for a job. So now, how was that search process for you, how did you end up in South Bend? Uh, actually, I was really lucky. Uh, during my spring break senior year, didn't really do a whole lot of spring break stuff. Mm -hmm. So I just kind of went back home to Kansas City and immediately uh, just looking up jobs online, uh, came across ABC 57 and, you know, shot them my resume and reel and everything else like that. Uh, and I applied to like, 20 some odd places like yeah i was going and everywhere. were you getting uh rejected or were you just not hearing back just not hearing back right. yeah so i mean it was anywhere from like idaho falls idaho mm -hmm. to you know i don't know somewhere in wherever. ohio yeah right. maine you know wherever because within this business for those of you and most of you probably don't know typically you don't go from college to um high-paying television job right as your first step yes uh back in the day it used to take three or four or five steps and and we've kind of eliminated a few of those steps these days but it's it's a challenge because with how many how many people in tv do you think were in your class or wanted to get into tv uh there is at least probably like five to ten okay I would say so five, five to, ten. to ten for you yeah a few from ku yeah 100, 200 scattered all over the country, and they're all competing essentially for the same jobs. Right. Right? So this is where it gets very, very challenging, and this is the reason why, especially in your first job, and it's kind of like this with other careers too, but especially in broadcasting, they don't have to pay you much because you're just desperate. No, and, and you just really don't know what the salary is. Right, like. and you have no context, really. Right. Except yeah. that some of your friends are making a lot more money Oh, yeah. Doing oh, yeah. other things. Uh, which goes back to the, I should have done something else. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. Well, all right. So you, you end up hearing from South Bend. Yeah. And they're like, come here. Did you ever say to yourself, well, let me see what else is out there? Or were you kind of like, I'm going to South Bend. Let's get it going. I, I did for a little bit. Uh, what was really cool was that right after I sent my resume and my reel to South Bend, it only took about two or three hours to hear a response back. Really? So, so I they, knew that either they were, they, were yeah. they really needed a body or they were really interested or a little bit of both. Uh -huh. So 
And I never had a response back like that in my entire search process. So clearly South Bend was, I'm not going to say it was my only option, but it was definitely like, okay, they really want me. Always nice to be wanted. Exactly. Right. So, so that's, that's what I went with. So you, uh, you graduate school, and then yep. how far after that did you head off to South Bend? Uh, it was two weeks. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. It was graduation on May 12th, went up to South Bend over Memorial Day weekend, and then the next week packed up. Moved up there. First, one of the first ones I'm guessing in your class slash folks you knew who actually had a job after college. Uh, one of three from nice. what I remember. Good, congratulations. Yeah. It's tough. Yeah, thank you. Very yeah. tough. All right, so you're in South Bend. Yeah, and uh, they know that they're getting somebody who is sort of relatively fresh, but with some training. Right. Um. And what's your role now at this station in South Bend? So, actually, it's pretty similar to the role I have now. Uh, I was the number five guy there. I was the weekend morning meteorologist, much like what I'm doing right here. Uh, But during the week, I would do little weather, we call them weather breakouts, weather stories. It could have been anything uh, that was a supplement to the forecast, something fresh and new uh, and something a little bit different. Very similar to just regular reporting, but for weather stories mm-hmm. so it could have been anywhere from you know heavy rainfall or if there was a lack of rainfall if we were in a drought i talk a little bit about drought how much it would how much more rain it would take to kind of bring us back to normal uh if there was a cold snap i would talk about that or it could be anything from like weather explainers to you know sun dogs you know in the winter time when it's really cold and you get those reflect uh, refle- uh, excuse me ref- reflections that's a tough word and refractions in the atmosphere uh and that kind of stuff and of course, uh, we had a couple good rounds of some serious river flooding up in northern Indiana, and that was a really, really big problem in February 2018. We got about six or seven inches of rain in three days wow. on top of melting snow two weeks prior to that. We got about 17 to 18 inches. So all that water going through at the same time, the rivers at the same time, not, it, good. not yeah. good at all. Uh, so, so that was big. So for those... You know, I think everybody's probably heard or most people have probably heard about South Bend because it's Notre Dame. Right. right? Yeah. So uh, you're now in a, a pretty decent college town. Yeah. How was that experience? Uh, it was a lot of fun. Actually, it made the transition from Columbia to mm-hmm. South Bend pretty simple because it was essentially the same type of thing. Uh, so that made it a little bit more comfortable. Uh, but just being around that university with all that history and, and everything like that, all those cool monuments and sites to see, it, it was very, very cool. Um, I mean, any time anybody from out of town came to visit me, that's that was the first stop. Got to go to campus. Got to go Check to campus. Yeah. Um, so you mentioned that you were a fifth. Uh, for people who may not know, explain the location in Indiana of South Bend. Yeah. So it is extreme northern indiana uh south bend is basically two miles away from the michigan border okay so it's actually very similar to this area Mm -hmm. where we have both missouri and kansas in the viewing area it was indiana and michigan in our viewing area so that's always kind of cool i got to go to a bunch of different places not only in indiana but michigan too uh we are right on lake michigan south bend was only about 45 minutes away oh wow from the shoreline, uh, so I've been up there plenty of times talking about beach erosion or high waves during the summer and all kinds of that stuff. And that leads me to um, to now, I don't want to say it's a fantasy of mine, uh, 
by any stretch of the imagination, but being a snow lover, mm-hmm. um, it's a it's a different animal. Then. Yes, it, it is. It's a, you know, here in Kansas City, if you like snow and we get 20 inches or like last year, close to 30 inches of snow, you know, we're we're celebrating. That's popping the bottles of champagne. We've had a good snow year for us. Yeah. Uh, but for Great Lake locations, Illinois to some extent, uh, but certainly northern Indiana, Michigan, uh, upstate New York, western New York, parts of P- uh, Pennsylvania, lake effect snow is a totally different animal. Oh, and, and being from Kansas City, I had very little idea of how right. it worked. Didn't learn a whole lot about it in school, but I knew of it. Uh, and what amazed me immediately was the fact that it doesn't stop. The only thing that really turns it off is a change of wind direction. Mm-hmm. That's about it. And, and it makes forecasting a precise locations of what part of what county is going right. to get the heaviest snow Yeah, uh, extremely challenging because a, right. a, a 10 degree, like a, a how to best convey this over a podcast, um, think of a Put your hand in a direction and uh, move your hand like two inches one way or three inches one yeah. way. Yeah, that little change in direction of the wind messes everything up or create. It's, it's a, a whole, whole new problem. Yeah, and and a perfect example of that is back in November, just a month and a half ago, right before I left, we had a lake effect snow event, and I'm not kidding, we got 18 inches of snow in Elkhart the biggest city to our east, okay. but 20 miles away in South Bend to the west, we had five. Wow. And you're talking Gradient. about 20 miles. Right. You had that big of a difference. And, oh, by the way, we were supposed to get the 18, not Elkhart. Uh, Elkhart was supposed to get the five to six or the five to eight or whatever it was. Right. So, you know, it, it, it's just so crazy. And like you said, just a tiny bit of a shift in the wind can completely change your forecast. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're talking about all that snow in, say, Lawrence, Kansas, right. but it changes to the west-northwest, and now we have all that snow in Kansas City. Mm-hmm. It's the same type of thing. And the models consistently can't pick it up because it's such a small, such a small scale. Right. It's such a small process, and the wind's just too chaotic. You can't narrow it down enough, especially when you're talking about three to four days out. You know, people always you know wonder. It's coming. You know, it's going to be there. You just can't be precise. Right. Exactly. And the craziest thing, actually, was that uh, the models would always cut it off way too early. So right off the bat, you have to assume, you have to tack on probably two to three inches of snow to whatever any model says. And that made it especially difficult because you would have one giant system bring rain and then snow and that could have been a widespread three to four and then just tiny tiny narrow bands of 12 plus after it for a day and a half or so and this is what the folks up at the great lakes deal with and the, the the great thing for a snow lover is it's going to be an ex you know around here if you're a snow lover and just in the last 10 years, we've seen our lowest snow total, and we've seen some of the really high ones. Um, we're recording this on the anniversary of our blizzard of 2009. We had 6 to 12 inches of snow on Christmas Eve. And, you know, today, Christmas Day, it's 60, 65 degrees. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, 
the, the struggle with us is 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 multiple issues getting a bunch of snow consistently here, which just doesn't happen. But for the Great Lakes, you could almost virtually every year, right? Yeah. Count. I mean, it's a rare. Is there a year where you just don't get much, or it's pretty much locked and loaded almost it's, every time? Right. You're looking at at least forty to fifty inches. Uh, you know, I, I wasn't there for that long. Only uh-huh. only two winters, three winters at the most. And I mean, in those three winters, the lowest snowfall total was 55 or 56 and 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 of course you're just set yeah you're gonna get so now oh yeah what's your favorite type of weather you know that's a hard question um i like it all you know i i really don't have one type of weather that i like more than the other uh because everything's so different Mm -hmm. in the wintertime you have cold and snow but in the summertime you have the heat you have the rainfall, you have the severe weather, tornadoes, et cetera. So everything is so unique in its own way, it's hard to really pin it down for me. Professionally, if you're communicating on the air, on TV, mm-hmm. what's your favorite type of weather? If it's over the air, then I would probably say a severe weather in the summertime. Okay. Just because it is like you're you're freaking out. It's that, oh my gosh, it's coming moment. Um, and that's when you really need a calming voice. That's when you're really going to be turning to local news. You're not going to be watching the Weather Channel. You're not going to be watching the Weather Channel for very long. You're going to be going to the local TV station to see what's actually happening, where it is right now, where it's going, how bad is it, that kind of thing. Uh, and I don't have a whole lot of severe weather experience, but back in on Memorial Day last May, uh, we had about 7 to 10 tornado warnings through downtown South Bend, and downtown Elkhart. Is that the same system I'm, I'm the same system that we had with the Linwood tornado? Okay. Yeah. A couple of days earlier. Yep. Okay. S- same exact thing. And uh, that was obviously the two biggest cities in our viewing area, so that was the oh-my-gosh moment. Right. And it was myself and uh, my colleague, Tyler, um, just us, because it, w- it was a holiday. So we were tag-teaming at the wall at the green screen for about three and a half continuous hours tracking those tornadoes. Luckily, thank goodness, nothing actually got all the way to the ground, but mm. there were several report, uh, reports of funnel clouds and there was some swirling going on at the ground. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was dicey. So professionally, that would be your favorite type of weather to communicate. Right. Okay. So now for professionally for me, I hate that. Yeah. I hate severe weather. Yeah, um, it, it's it very has tough. never done anything for me. I've, I've never <laughs> been one of those. I mean, I've I've done the tornado chasing back in the old days, mm-hmm. uh, in the past, and had very tiny little bits of luck with that. Um, it just, I don't know if it's just because I'm getting older, and, and I don't know. <laughs> uh, but for me, at least, professionally. And, and we all love communicating a gorgeous 70 degrees, sunny, yeah, perfect. That's an easy day. That's an we easy love day, those and, days. and we all love it. Yeah. Uh, but professionally to me, communicating snow is my favorite. Um, I find it uh, challenging. Uh, 
who gets what, and, yeah. and we, you know, you're almost guaranteed to be wrong for somebody. Um, yep. And, and, <laughs> um, the timing and the rain transitions and all that other stuff. So, so that gets my juices flowing. So what you're saying is severe weather professionally kind of gets your juices flowing yeah. more. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Okay. I would say so. So with your knowledge now in South Bend, um, you were there for a few years. How long did you start the process of, you know what, time to move on from South Bend? How did that kind of move along? Well, that was uh, really it started back late last year. Okay, so um, late eighteen. Late eighteen. Okay. So actually, I got a email from Dana, mm-hmm. uh, our old news director, and she got my information, but obviously couldn't really do anything for me at the time because uh, my original contract with Fifty Seven was pretty rigid. Okay. Uh, There's some pretty strict language in there saying that I couldn't really do anything until the last few months, yada, yada, yada. Uh, so really all of the first half of this year was me just kind of waiting it out, um, beefing up my reel, right. beefing up my resume. Still sent a few out. Uh, luckily, I got in with um, kind of a headhunter in a way. Uh, she helped me get my resume and reel out to people who needed me um, Got a lot of calls from stations down in Alabama, another one in Texas, and even a couple in Ohio, and obviously here, Mm -hmm. too. Uh, So that really streamlined the process, made it a lot easier for me. Uh, But back in August, still really didn't make a whole lot of headway in any one direction. Uh, I knew that more than likely, especially with Fox 4 on the table, Mm -hmm. that that was going to be the pick, because that's home. That's what I wanted to do, all that. And so I knew that I probably wasn't going to be continuing at 57. I told them that. They said, good luck to you. And I was able to pick things uh, back up with Fox 4, and, and here I am. And here you are. So now, uh, not that we're trying to get rid of you. Yeah. No. <laughs> so here you are. You're in Kansas City. You're forecasting for the city. You're on TV for the city that you grew up in. Yeah. Which I I mentioned, I just love this. I love the fact that Gary's getting to do it too. Yeah. Um, So you're young, uh, a few Mm -hmm. years out of school. Yeah. Do you have a a part of the country, hey, you know, I'd love to end up in blank. Or, um, and nobody would take offense. I wouldn't take offense uh, to this, but. Is there a particular part of the country you would like to? Do you want to be down by the beach, or do you want to be um, in a severe weather-intensive market, or or does this work for you? You know, honestly, I in my grand plan right. for my life, I never really had anything past Kansas City. Um, I I like all four seasons. Mm-hmm. I don't mind it at right all. But for that. Uh, yep. But I'm not going to lie to you. Come. Early February, you're like, all right, let's go. Warmer weather. Come on. Okay. Uh, so I wouldn't mind going farther south and continuing to deal with warmer weather. Uh, but, of course, the closer you get to the Gulf Coast, the more you have to, you know, look out over the water right. come September for those hurricanes. For so, you know, it's a geographical hazard no matter where you are. Uh, but uh, I can tell you where I don't want to go. I don't want to go to Phoenix. 
You know, not a big fan of constant, consistent heat. Degree heat. So uh, that would get old. I've been. Uh, my mom lives out there, and uh, I'll go out there every year and mm-hmm. during the summer and watch the 110 degree forecast. Yeah. day in and day out. Every day, that just how seems. They get excited about the hoboobs that. Yeah, you know, <laughs> that, that, would... to the, that to them is their severe weather. That is it. That is, you know, the <laughs> choppers are up, and we're tracking this huge haboob uh, coming tracking into Metro dust. Phoenix. Right, all that dust. <laughs> Um, yeah, that doesn't, when I first got here, uh, I think there was a, there was a fantasy in, in my mind that, you know, let's stay here five-ish years. Yeah. And I want to end up in St. Louis. Love the city. Uh, still get back there as much as I can. And then, you know, one thing leads to another. Right. And, <laughs> right. uh, 25 plus years later, here we are. Yeah. So, and, and, but that's. That's the great thing about Kansas City, and, and I've had other people tell me, you know, I want to stay here for a few years and move on to something bigger. And right. then all of a sudden, we kind of get our claws into you, and, and you're, yeah. now you're here. So, um, and hopefully, that if that's the direction you want to go, 25 years from now, you're you're the elder statesman of yeah. Kansas City Television, and that's it's the, all good. That's the plan. It's all I mean. good. Yeah. Um, all right, so we've been visiting with Alex, and he's our fifth team member. Five full-time meteorologists now here at Fox 4. Um, you'll be seeing Alex predominantly on the weekend mornings. And then I don't even know. What else? Do we even know? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good question. We haven't gotten exact confirmation on that. Uh, but as far as I know, as of right now, it'll be... Weekend, morning, Saturday, Sunday, and then uh, Monday, Tuesday, Friday. Maybe a little bit of noon shows like I have been doing over the past couple of days. Maybe a little bit of something in the evening. Maybe something on the web. So look for my stuff on social media, Facebook, Twitter, uh, all that kind of stuff. So where can the uh, – so I mentioned today on Twitter to give you a follow. So let's yeah. uh, let's try to bang out some of these – uh, social media, yeah, uh, definitely handles whatever. Oh yeah, whatever you kids call them these yeah. days. <laughs> um, what's your Twitter handle? What so uh, Twitter is at Alex County WX. And we should see spell your last. Name. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, last name is C O U N T E E. So take out the Y and stick okay. two E's on there. Uh, Instagram is the same thing, Alex County WX. Facebook meteorologist Alex County. That's where you can find me. All right. Give him a follow. Yes. Uh, he, he's a good guy. You know, it was funny because I, I felt sort of awful about this, that Alex had come in and he had done interviews. I forget when it was. When was that? God, the first one was January this year. Okay. So yeah. uh, I forget where I was, but I was in, I think I was in St. Louis or something like that mm-hmm. uh, for a trip. And then he started and I, I was on vacation again. Uh, so when I, I, <laughs> Walked in the other day to do my shift. I was like, oh, hi, Alex. Yeah, nice to see hey, you. Welcome aboard. See you. <laughs> Welcome aboard. Um, but he, he seems like a really good guy. And that's what I've told him and, and Gary when Gary started. By the way, I, I promised Gary way back when. <laughs> Gary, buddy, we're going to do a podcast with you. And then all of a sudden we got sidetracked and I had million guests yeah. so so now you you've kind of exceeded his. lapped him a little bit yeah, you, you all right yeah. all right uh anyway so uh give alex a watch again he'll be predominantly on uh weekend mornings and then uh, you'll he'll be slotted in uh to our various shifts as vacations come along michelle's going to be on 
maternity leave during the summer, late spring, summer. So uh, you'll be seeing a lot more of him and Gary, too. Gary Frank will be uh, doing weekend evenings and then slotting in all over the place and filling in for me. Um, when I take off. So uh, five full-time weather people, meteorologists, keep an eye on our weather here in Kansas City, and that's a that's a good thing for all of us. Uh, and I think the ladies, especially in the morning, are <laughs> most joyful <laughs> that uh, this is all working out. Thanks so much for listening to this particular edition of Joe's Weather World. We'll have another podcast for you coming up uh, probably in about 10 days or so as we'll be visiting uh, with my fellow teammate meteorologist Michelle Bogerwith about the biggest weather events, and we and we have different opinions um, uh, of 2019, and we'll get her opinion, and I'll share with my opinion, and we'll discuss. Uh, so that's all coming up on the next edition of Joe's Weather World.